Episode 81, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I am your confused host, Sean. Why are you confused? Didn't it sound like the guitar was a little low? No. Sounded fine? Yeah, yeah, maybe, sound it was, fine. maybe it was my in the headphones because I'm, I'm listening to it in earbuds. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to be like, because it's probably in stereo and since I only have one in, <laughs> maybe I'm not getting the guitar part of the stereo. So I'm going to do this, Ed. I'm going to take this earbud out. And put this earbud in yeah. and see, I can still hear myself, so that's a plus. There you go. All right, so hi, kids. Welcome to the show. Um, as we said before, I'm your host, Sean. Okay, yeah, now I made a mistake. It's, it's actually episode 90. It's episode 90. Yeah, yeah. See, I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode 90, and I'm your host, Sean. And I'm your host, Ed. And you're listening to Geeksters. So, uh... Hey, I just noticed Ed got a new rack set for his uh, DVDs. Yes. Congratulations. (laughs) We're here in 2-Bit Productions. (laughs) 2-Bit Production Studios. (laughs) So, um, yeah, this week was an interesting week. Um, Part one, we do the box office releases. Top top five movies of the weekend. We talk about what we did during the week. You know, for those people who are regular listeners, you know the drill. Yeah. A little, you know. Um, for those new people, hi, welcome, welcome. bienvenue, uh, au revoir, and that's great. <laughs> au revoir, <laughs> bonjour, hola, good day, mate, <laughs> cheerio. Anyway, um, so yeah, first hour, um, we talk, we kind of catch up on how everyone's week was going. We bring you the top five box office. You know, movies, yeah. movies, and I review one of those movies. Yes. And we also talk about one of the other movies. Yeah, I'm not going to give you one movie. You can listen to the episode. I'm not spoiling it for anybody. That's right. <laughs> you have to find out. You guys just have to wait and listen. Wait like 20 minutes, we tell you. <laughs> In fact, it's not right. a long wait. No, it's not long. We get right to the meat of things. Yes. I'm trying to play on my mic stand too. So if you hear shuffling around, my mic stand's a little loose. Like me. <laughs> so, there you go. Okay. Because I play with the mic all the time. I'm always like, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. What's up, everybody? So. So, yeah, so uh, enjoy the first part of part one of episode 90. We'll be back. I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me. When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's alright. Taste is on 
of a good love when we're all alone. Keep it up, girl. Yeah, you turn me on. Welcome, everyone, to another thrilling episode of everyone's favorite Sunday activity. We're talking geek stars. What? I'm your host, Sean. I'm your host, Ed. And I'm really far away. <laughs> and I'm your co-host, Erica. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. If it's your first time, sit back, relax, smoke them if you got them, and enjoy the prepared to laugh your ass off the next Three, maybe four hours, depending on how I feel. <laughs> and those people who have come to the show regularly, thank you for listening. And sit back, smoke them if you got them, prepare to listen and laugh for the next three, yeah, maybe four hours. All right. All right. So uh, let's start off. How was everyone's week? It was good. It was good. <laughs> it was- That's it. I love those short answers. <laughs> okay. We'll start with Eric. Eric, what'd you do this week? Anything fun, exciting? Yes, I spent Thursday night watching a three-part documentary on comic books. And the name was? You forgot. I did. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to lead off with that, was, but not tell you what the name of the show was. It was uh, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> it, was on, it was on PBS, and I'm looking up the name right now. Um, but basically, it was on the history of comic books. I think it's um, called Superheroes. I think so. Yeah, it was uh, the history uh, of superheroes? narrated yes. by Lee of Schreiber. Um Let's see. And by narrating, I mean, he walks out and goes. He goes out, says hi, and that's about it. Hi, remember me? I'm Sabretooth from uh, Wolverine <laughs> Origins. And uh, also, you might remember me from other thrilling films is Cotton Wearing from the Scream movies. Oh, yeah. You know? And I have the most fucked up name in, Hawaii, in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Next to Tatum Channing. <laughs> <laughs> and I always thought it was Leave. Leif. But yeah, I didn't, I never realized it was Leo. He's a nice Jewish when, boy. I when he pronounced it, I was like, ah, okay. That's probably that's the reason why he got the gig. I mean, I get to pronounce my name, so everyone knows how to say it. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. How much? I'll do it for free. Here we go. Superheroes and never-ending battle. Yep, that's yeah, it. That's it. Yeah, that's what it is. So yeah, so I watched that uh, Thursday night. And it was very good. It was I. I'm again. I'm not a huge like comic book reader. I, I generally when I do read comics, it's more in the graphic novel. Um, I, I like everything in one nice big package, <laughs> so I like big packages. Um, but I do, I, I acknowledge and I respect the place that comic books have in the, the sort of geek culture and, mm. and the, the history. And so for me, being able to see the history of how these comic books came about and the authors and the stories behind them, um, it, it was it was kind of nice, especially to see it within the historical context of what was going on at the same time. Mm, yes. So, I mean, one of the things that I've, I've found most interesting was the fact that superheroes um, and superhero comics tend to do best during times of crisis within the world. 
Um, so like World War One, World War Two. Uh, Gotta be honest, the- I didn't pick it up at all. I just enjoyed it. I was like, yeah, yeah, right. This is where Captain America was born. Yeah. Hey. Well, I, I, you know, and again, I thought it was interesting. Captain America came out of World War Two, sure. you know, and, yeah. and it, but it was the idea that they needed, they needed a hero. They literally needed yeah. a hero at the time, you know, so. And then he went around town selling war bonds. And the next mm-hmm. thing you know, his bunch of people were tra- captured by the uh, Red Skull. Wait, you mean that wasn't real history? <laughs> you went to Smithsonian, apparently. You know, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. And, and his best friend Bucky Barnes got killed. He was the only casualty of the Howling Commandos. Wait, no, he wasn't. Because <laughs> he just recently had this attack by this guy with the metal arm named Winter Soldier. I rumor has it he's the same guy. No way. Uh, that's what I heard. No. History, telling you history. When history is written, it'll tell you that Bucky Barnes was the Winter Soldier. Get out. Uh, don't judge me. Judge history. <laughs> <laughs> what we need right now is time, why, Lord. Why don't you put a link to? I will. Like, I'll, I'll put a link to the the um uh to the actual PBS. It, it was on PBS. Um, yeah, I was watching on like a New Jersey one. It's available for purchase. And it I, is available. I, like, I purchased it when it first came out. Months and months and months ago. Months ago. Yeah. So yeah, we talked. I think we reviewed it on the show. And everyone, if you're a comic book geek or if you're a history buff too, mm-hmm. right. pick this up because it, it is a very nice correlation with what was going on in society mm-hmm. and how comic books were created during, as as you said, as a result of yeah. what was happening in society, like. The whole atomic age with everyone's mm. getting into accidents mm. or accidents is I, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I never realized like during, you know, the, the, the late part of the fifties and the sixties, how, um, it start, you know, comic books started falling out of favor because everything was going great. And, you know, so Westerns came up and romantic mm. comics came up and horror comics came up and out of, I mean, and none of this is, you can Google all of this. So none of this is a spoiler, but the fact that, Born from, you know, the 1950s, that McCarthy era, came that, that, um, the comic code. Well, yeah. And I, again, I never realized that. And I remember when I was a kid, I would go with my uh, uncle to comic book shops. And he would buy me a comic. He'd buy, you know, himself, you know, he'd buy himself a whole bunch and then give me some. And even on some of the older ones that he had from his collection that he gave me when I was a kid, um, they all had those stamps on it. And I never thought twice about it. And again, I, I never noticed, you know, getting into the, the later comics because there were a few that I went and bought when I was a kid mm. that, you know, I was really into. There were a few Batman comics that I, I picked up and uh, it never dawned on me that that seal wasn't on there anymore. Yeah. So I thought, that yeah. was, you know, just the whole history of it and how, you know, getting into the 80s, like that's when it started picking up again. And, and now yeah. it's turned into this multi-billion dollar. Well, I'd say like in the 90s when, when the first Spider-Man was found and somebody put it up on auction and went for millions of dollars. Right. And people were like, I'm making an investment. And they would go to comic mm-hmm. book shops and just collect, like just grab comics off the shelf and buy them. So they were printing more and more. And that was the like the big thing in the 90s. Whereas, you know, people were, they didn't care what was on it. It was like, right. this is going to be money. Like, this is going to be Well, it goes back someday. to that's where it also started was, ironically enough, the one thing that built it up was the one thing that started to decline again because, here, here's X-Men number one with five different covers. Yeah. So yeah. they sell those five covers, and everyone thinks, like, I'm, I'm making this investment, but yet when seven, you know, like, seven million copies of the, you know, cover is being sold, right. kind of depreciates the value of that comic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, then after a while, people go, we mean... 
what do you mean this uh, cover that I bought, you know, supposed to be limited edition, is only worth $20 to you guys? Mm-hmm. Right. Because well, there's, there's a million of them out there. And that's why I don't, you know, because that, that started happening when I was a kid. And, you know, when I was, I would say maybe 10, 11, 12, like around there, I started considering buying comic books. Like, because my uncle was taking me to the comic book shop. It was the one that was over on Cotman Ave. Right. Right by Roosevelt Boulevard. I think it's a mattress store now or something. With Garden of Earthly Delights. That was comics and more. That's it. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. Well, that actually moved up. That's yeah. still in town. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's. It's. I think now it's like a tuxedo store or mattress store or something. But. Oh, okay. I know which one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I used to go there because it was a huge store. Yeah. Because yeah. and my uncle used to take me, yeah. and so you know, I considered like, oh, maybe I should start reading these, but. You know, my my uncle and everybody. You know, it was around that time when. You know, collecting comic books simply, you know, as investments was becoming huge, but yeah. nobody was realizing that return yeah, on the well, investment. And, well, because you know, no, being a no little... one thinks about it like that. I mean, yeah. like, I remember the big explosion for when uh, Todd McFarlane's Sp- Amazing Sp- Spider-Man number one came out. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, oh, there's the gold, the gold cover, the platinum cover, the silver cover, and then there's the holographic cover. Right. It was just like, oh. See, yeah. And for me, that's why I... You know, part of the the reason was my uncle told me don't bother buying these if you know just to try and keep them and make money off of them because you're not going to. So I didn't really see much of a point, and I I think that kind of fed into the idea of just getting getting everything in one issue and reading it then, right? And leaving it at that. Yeah. So well, that's just come that comes down to how you purchase it. Like depending mm-hmm. on the comic, I'll go every week. Yeah. You know, or I'll get it every week, read it once, put it away. You know, just because I'm, I collect that way, I don't care if it's worth something ten years from now. But yeah. I also kind of look at it as going, "Hey, I have two nephews. Go read." Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the other thing too. When I when I buy, and even like in any of the the things that I like to collect, I don't I, I don't ever buy things with the idea that one day I'll be able to turn around and resell it for millions of dollars. Right. Like the chances of that happening are slim to none. When I buy something, it's because I want it. Right. And you know, I know people in my family will want the stuff when I'm gone. Mm. So, like, my ballet slippers that I bought at or didn't buy that I made a donation to get at Phantom of the Opera. Um, they, you know, whether they're ever worth okay. anything. I love she, she, she told try, try and rationalize the $300 that I spent on it was actually for a donation. Yeah, well, it was. <laughs> actually, I just got my letter the other day for um, tax purposes. Sure. So, and and I thought it was interesting. And like, up, that's why, like, up until this point, I'm saying, yeah, I bought them. Um, but it specifically says in the letter that, you know, this was a donation. You weren't purchasing any like there's right, well, yeah, you know, it's and it's legalese. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, when you're dead and gone, you actually think someone's going to go. Oh, Aunt Erica used to love Phantom of the Opera, so I'm going to keep these. You know what, my sister, my sister would, and I think, um, you know, my uh, hopefully one of my nieces or nephews will. Um, whether they do, I don't know, and I can't control right. what happens to stuff after I'm gone. Well, like I'm sure there's stuff that there was stuff that my grandmother had collected when she was alive. Like she used to collect perfume bottles and I know I would have loved to have a couple of those, but they, after she yeah. passed away, they disappeared. And I, I don't know what happened to them. Cause I had no say over cleaning right. out her house. Yeah. You know, my sister went to a flea market today. Well, last week and there was a chick selling her star Wars action figures, like two, like um, three bucks a pop, two for five, three for five bucks, that kind of deal. Then you know, said she had like a, it was a huge collection, but they were short on cash. And they had some really, and so Bob, like, you know, during the week, they were going to come back this weekend 
to see if she was still there. And during the week, Bob was kind of going, because it was mostly like the new trilogy stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Bob was kind of looking on going, oh, look, first run of General Grievous, you know, Grievous kind of thing. That's worth actually $20 today. Mm, yeah. So they were kind of hoping going back and she wasn't there. And then in fact, that the stand that she was at last week, it was empty. Mm. Then I was like, probably what happened is some guy came around and went, Star Wars figures, I'll buy the whole bunch off of you for this price. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's especially like three for five bucks. You never know. Like mm-hmm. go to a flea market. Guy has a box of comic books. He chances are he has no clue what's in there, and yeah. you can find some really nice gems. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're in that like the flip mode. I mean, the thing is yeah. though, like with comics, though, you got to think of it. There's a significant point in the story and line of the comic, like a new character mm-hmm. coming into being. Sometimes, like, yeah. An artist now is now a new. Well, thing. that's like, what I'm yeah. saying. Like Jim Lee comics are becoming huge. Right. You know. Well, yeah, like, because he's the head of DC now. Yeah. But like, I know that if um, Tom McFarlane made it to the first time Venom appeared in a comic book was Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man number 300. Mm. Tom McFarlane drew it. But he actually started drawing for Spider-Man in, um, what do you call it, issue 298. That one sells more Venom. than the 300 with the introduction mm. of Venom because it's his first time draw- drawing Spider-Man in a comic book. Mm. Yeah. Which I own, by the way. Just so you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm, the most one of the most I'm proud of is they had a web of Spider-Man series. Mm. I have every single issue of that. And there was like Almost 100 of them. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I hope they're still in good condition. I mean, again, read it once, bag it, board it, put it away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I got lots of big white boxes full of comics. <laughs> yeah. Right now, my sister's going, I'm Lucas's and Logan's. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Congratulations. You inherited Uncle Sean's comic yeah, book. Yeah. When I'm dead and gone, yeah. they'll be in their 30s. They'll be like, what's this format called paper? <laughs> we do everything digitally. <laughs> All yeah. right, so that's what did you do? Uh, well, I saw Maleficent over the weekend. And what you and? think? I thought it was pretty good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Three thumbs up from Geeksters. Yes. All right. Anything else? Um, well, I did a comparison of, of course, I watched Sleeping Beauty and Night Before yeah. just to, you know, refresh my memory. And I have to say that nobody's brought up this point, but the fact is, is that those three fairies are the worst fairies ever. Uh, you in know either, what? In either story. Because it's like they went to the yeah. same school as Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was Shit's thinking, going down. We'll be over here. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking that too. I- I'm sitting there going, "The king fucking entrusted his kid to these three numbnuts? Yeah. Are you kidding me? It's a minor miracle the kid survived without drowning." Right. <laughs> but the but the like the the cartoon version of it, which I can spoil for you know spoil heavy on this one, is the fact is is that they of course. They for sixteen years they weren't allowed to use magic, so they didn't mm-hmm. use magic at all. They took care of Aurora, which is great. But then the last day they decide to have a sixteenth sur- surprise birthday mm-hmm. party for her. So they were like, "Well, no magic." They start making the cake, and they're bad at it, and mm-hmm. they make the dress, and it's horrible. So finally, like, screw it, we're just going to use our magic. Mm-hmm. And they got into a magic war because they were trying to decide the color of her yeah, dress. The right, or the yeah, blue. the pink, the, the blue, blue, yeah. And and the thing is, so all this magic popped up. So the crow's now in, the, in this tree and sees it. So now she, they know where she, they are, like where they're hiding, you mm-hmm. know, kind of thing. So it's like it was a giveaway. And of course, they fail in their job. She, of course, does fall asleep. So what do they do? Instead of like facing the you know the king and going yeah we screwed up we're gonna put everybody to sleep yeah. until we figure this out right <laughs> yeah you know Mo Larry and Curly of the fairy world is gonna try to figure out how to you know cure and the best part about it is is the fact that if true love kiss is supposed to wake her up how can anybody kiss her if they're all asleep right yeah <laughs> we need to figure this out 
Well, first one's like, we need True Love's first kiss. Where are we going to find that? Everyone's snoring their ass off. <laughs> All right. Um, my week was fairly uneventful. Um, I did earn my first platinum trophy for any uh, PlayStation game. All right. That's a big deal. You know, it's, it's kind of tough. I mean, some break gamers going, I do it all the time. <laughs> to, to get a platinum trophy, you need a hundred percent of every, all the other trophies. Okay. And some games that's really hard, especially when you don't like a lot of them now depend on you playing online. Right. To do certain activities that might be a little more difficult than the average, just casual gamer like right. i consider myself more of a casual i'm not a hardcore gamer i'm not i mean yeah i will delve into the whole world and be like weeks on end playing a game and game but for me it's just getting through the story to yeah. play the game i'm not looking to go ooh, what's this i can get this trophy right like for example i traded in wolfenstein after i got done it i could have played the first um chapter over again mm-hmm. to get a trophy that i didn't get the first time around right because it was at the end of that chapter you get to pick who you save right. no, no spoiler really and you get a trophy if you save one guy, and you also get a trophy if you save the other guy. So you technically could go back and replay the game and get that. It's a really easy trophy because it's the first level. Yeah. I didn't bother. I'm like, yeah. So I, obviously, I would never get 100% on that game because, yeah, yeah fuck it, I didn't care. But when we get to my game review, I will tell you the game that I got oh, it on because okay. it is kind of like bittersweet. I was ask you what game it was. No, I'll, I'll Wait, get to it on my yeah, trailer yeah. You know, when we get to the games because, like I said, it's bittersweet <laughs> kind of thing. It's like, yeah, I did it. And I did it with that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that was pretty much my uh, – that was yeah, – uh, well, I also did, you know, because we get the gaming, I also did finish – the major storyline for Watch Dogs. All right. Again, two those two are not correlated, by yes. the way. Okay. Just letting you know, just because I finished the main story, this guy brought up Watch Dogs and finished that game, does not translate into me getting all the trophies from it. Yeah. I might be able to, but I don't know if I want to devote that much, that much time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty much my uh, excitement for the week. All right. You know, that, that yeah, I did it, woo! woo! And then... Huzzah. <sighs> Like it was one of those like thank God it's over like kind of moments, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So um, all right. Well, let's get to the top five movies of the weekend. Yeah, I'm pretty sure um, I might have seen the number. Oh, look at that! Oh, yeah. all right. All right. Let's, so uh, let's go with number five. Number five is a million to die, a million ways to die in the West. Okay, good to see that. That's uh, still on top five. It made uh, about, uh, looks like, uh, $7 million over the weekend. It'll right. probably drop down next weekend with 22 Joint Jump Street coming out. Number right. four is X-Men Days of Future Past. It made $14 million over the weekend. All right. Not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number three, Edge of Tomorrow. Wow, that's the one I saw today. That made $20 million over the weekend. Wow, how much? Uh, how much did it uh, cost? How much did it cost to make? I'm going to say 130 million dollars. It. Uh, you never say so. That's where Erica's supposed to jump in with how sorry. much. You know, <laughs> she's trying to do. I something got distracted else. by Phoenix Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Comic Con she's not going to. Right. <laughs> but there's some pretty there's some pretty good costumes coming out of there. Sorry. <laughs> We have to ban her from her computer. That's the one job she's supposed to do. <laughs> you have one job. One hundred seventy-five million. One hundred seventy-five million. Uh, All right. All right. All right. So I saw it. Do you want me to review, review now or wait till the end? Uh, you can review it now. Okay. Uh, great movie. Great. Okay. I mean, it was fun. Not heavy plot line. 
it was kind of like here's the plot. So it was a popcorn movie, consider. Yeah, definitely a popcorn movie. Okay. And, and um, you know, a lot of people kind of give Tom Cruise is kind of like, eh, you know, like so you, you either like him or you don't like him or you mm-hmm. you like him but you don't like the movies he's in or you like the movies he's in but you don't like him. Right. Whatever. It. He's always one thing you can't say is that he never performs well in a movie theater. Right. Like every movie he makes usually is somewhat of a success. Yeah. It may not be a huge great success, but it, it has enough of a. It always makes its money. Yeah. You know, this one, no exception. Like, it was fun. It was exciting. It was like, there were a couple like, whoa, kind of moments. And kind of funny, too, because plot of the movie is he dies. He has to die every day. Right. And every day he comes back, he gets a little smarter, gets a little trainer. It's it's really an interesting, like, the trailers don't give you, they give you kind of like an idea. Mm-hmm. But, th- like, going in, I didn't know what, like, you kind of figure, oh, he's a soldier, blah, 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 you know. You figure it's kind of a generic thing. Mm-hmm. But there's actually a little bit of a twist to his character at the, be- at the start of the movie to kind of give you more of an arc by the end of the movie. Okay. Which I thought was actually kind of, like, they didn't need it, but it was like an added little kind of thing to kind of make you, like I said, feel like his character grew from the experience. Okay. Other than just um, being a soldier. Right. But it was, like I said, it was fun. It was like some, some pretty funny moments, especially like it, it definitely it's an action packed Groundhog's Day. Okay, where you know, so there's moments where he's done shit over and over again, where it becomes you know like automatic, like oh look, this is going to happen. I move this way or I move that way, like you know mm-hmm. th- those kind of moments, or when he tries to convince somebody that he's you know that he's been reliving this day, that all this has happened before. Yeah. He'll either say something right before the person, what they were going to say out loud, or he'll kind of go, you did this, 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 this is who you're from. Like, he'll just kind of, like how Bill Murray kind of at the end of Groundhogs knew everybody's name in town. Yeah, yeah. There are moments like that where kind of like chuckling because you have Bill Paxton in it and he plays like a Kentucky uh, drill sergeant, yeah. which is hysterical. Like just just him being there, you know, is adds a little levity to a scene. Mm-hmm. Um. Emily Blunt, I thought was amazing. Like she was definitely well fitted for an action movie. I thought, you mm-hmm. know, especially cause her character. Because again, there are certain little twists and dives that kind of, you know, you don't really, not necessarily, don't see coming, but you're kind of enjoying when you do see them. Okay. Yeah. You know, so I would definitely, if you got nothing to see this week, go see that because it's a fun ride. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so uh, what else came in at number two? Number two is the Fault in Our Stars. It may. Oh, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> made 40 million Over of course it's gonna make 40 million because it's one of those fucking tearjerker depressing hey honey let's go to a movie i know let's be depressing and watch a movie that shows how much better our lives are <laughs> we're not sick we're not we're not sick teenagers right you know let's feel good about ourselves by going to see a sad story yeah all right i'm not surprised and the number one movie of the weekend is still is still Maleficent. All Two right. weeks in a row. I, like I said, I was telling Ed on the way up that I actually read an article where people were like somebody actually wrote a not really a bad review on the movie, mm-hmm. but hated the movie. Hmm. Flat out hated it because it wasn't like Slate and Beauty. I knew you know what? I knew that was gonna happen because it, it deviated from that sleeping there beauty. There were so many people like I to me like that's yeah. like Okay, in the first five, no spoilers, folks, but the first five minutes of the movie, the narrator says, the story that you think you know isn't the story of what happened. Right. Yeah. So right then and there, 
It as sets an, you up. As an audience member, you're going to go, everything I need to, everything I thought I knew about Sleeping Beauty or everything I liked about Sleeping Beauty, I have to kind of separate it mm-hmm. from this movie. Yeah. So mm-hmm. right away, you couldn't get any simpler than that that story that everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah, it's necessarily true. I should know because I was there kind of thing. Yeah. You know, so as a viewer, you kind of, like I said, you kind of go, all right. But this article that I read was pissed off about certain things. Like, and I'm just like, there's no singing. Oh, no, no. There was a couple of things. My thing was, oh, really? Like, and again, it was, I think, from a female perspective. So one of those brainwashed females that grew up thinking that, oh, Prince Charming is awesome. And, Oh, all I believe in true love or first sight, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. Welcome to Amazing Spider-Man. Welcome to Batman. Welcome to Superman. Welcome to Man of Steel. Welcome to Gemini Holograms. Yeah. How many fucking times? <laughs> how many times have we been all jazzed about a movie and walk out go, that ain't the way it's supposed to be. Like, hey, welcome to the rest of the, welcome to the geek world, you fucking numb nut. I have no sympathy for you whatsoever when you bitch about how something in one cartoon didn't make it to live action. Holy crap. Welcome to the welcome to the geeks world. Yeah. You know, oh, Superman should have killed son. Who cares? <laughs> That's not what Spider-Man's outfit looks like. The line forms to the left. Bane doesn't talk like that. Join that crowd. Like, come on. Oh, how come how come Wolverine's not wearing the suit? Yep. Life forms over there. I think but, I found the uh found the article. It was I was on IO nine, I think it was. Dot com. Uh, oh no, I, this one's from the Sioux City Journal, but they're they're yeah, the one going I read, on yeah, the same thing. Oh, it was in, I'm like, hey, all right, guess what? Life sucks. Get a fucking helmet. Yeah. Like, did you enjoy the visuals? Did you enjoy the, like, and someone's like, I don't understand why we have to make the villains likable. This, okay, so this person on in, on the Sioux City Journal is just bitching about fucking everything. Like, there is not, the. I think the only, the only compliment she gives in this whole article is, Angelina, That dress was fabulous. <laughs> Angelina Jolie is the perfect person to play Maleficent, the woman behind Sleeping Beauty's curse. Sly, nuanced, and just as mysterious as a villain should be, she knows how to add drama to just about any story. See, now the article I read would say the exact opposite. How much hmm. they hated her, that wow. she was hamming it up on screen, that I she obviously that, that she didn't give a shit about the character. And I'm going, what fucking movie were you watching? <laughs> like, it was unbelievable. I was like, like it literally felt like, and eh, now you know how the rest of the nerds yeah. feel. Yeah. All you Disney girls out there are now feeling the wrath of the geek. <laughs> well, he's saying that a lot of the technology that was used in this movie actually is going to expand upon it because they do what they call live imaging, which is you could have a character view, they could scan you like 360 degrees uh-huh. and basically have a database and have you like a live talking hologram standing there. And they're thinking about doing this for like national parks and, and museums and stuff where there'll be live hologram, not live, but holograms of curators basically giving history on, on different things. So like if you went took a tour of the White House, there could be a virtual guide walking you through like a hologram and giving you actual facts about like paintings, you know, and all that kind of stuff like that. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how that tied into Maleficent. Well, it's the same. The technology that was used for that, for Maleficent, because like, they did a lot of that imaging right. in there. 
Oh, okay. I like you lost me because I'm Sorry. sitting here people pe- bitching about the plot of the movie <laughs> and so like there's no sudden you throw a technical uh, aspect. I, I thought you were done. No, you <laughs> like uh, like the whole technical aspect of well, you know they say this. I'm like, what's that got to do with Angelina Jolie with wings? Like and then not having wings and then what? Like, huh? Sorry. Oh, uh, okay. So you're saying, I thought you were done with your. No, rant. so you're saying the holographic <laughs> image, dude. They're now they're just getting around to that. Two years ago, I saw fucking Tupac perform at Coachella. So yeah. fuck you. The you know, it's no big deal. I'm crack. <laughs> so I, I found the article and yeah. I'm reading it now. And you, I want to punch this person in the face. So at, at one point, it's like the amazing power of Angelina Jolie. It says even Maleficent herself isn't immune from the computer animated excesses of the movie. Her cheekbones are distractingly computer enhanced. Dumbass, they were. They, they were prosthetics. Yeah. They're glued onto her yeah. face. So no, yeah. they're not digitally enhanced. You're you the one who told me that she yes. had a Lady Gaga thing? She saw thing? the Lady Gaga video and Lady Gaga had prosthetics. They were on yeah. her shoulders, her cheeks. Um, I yeah, think so right away this too. person automatically doesn't know what they, the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, they automatically assume that, oh yeah, they got to be computer enhanced. Do you know what a fucking pain in the ass that is? It would be easier just to slap the latex on her face. Yeah, exactly. This person is fucking clueless. Yeah, you know, and God, uh, I hate people right now. Well, and again, I would love to know how old that person is if they just think that practical effects don't aren't being used anymore. Right? Because a lot of them, I mean, like the cheekbones were were practical effect. You didn't you didn't need to spend a million dollars to do that. Fucking slap some plastic and mm-hmm. some wire, and you got cheekbones. Yeah. yeah, like it was. Yeah, like the horns, they weren't digitalized. They were probably slapped they, on her head. Yeah, she actually had. Ooh, that was in an article. Hold on. Um, <laughs> there were. I th- I want to say she had like seven pairs of horns. That yeah, were see, practical elements to kind of... Hold on. A couple times when you're watching her going, what? Low bridge! Like, I thought she was going to smack her head. <laughs> like that scene where she's walking through the castle and she has all those, yeah. you know, those spikes coming through the walls and yeah. stuff and how she's maneuvering them going, she's, I'm, I would love to see the outtake. She must have banged her head like a gazillion fucking times with those horns. Because they were... If she's, let's say, six, like five, six... She had to been like six three at the end, like yeah. with those horns. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how well did she have to judge everything? Because you're now like a foot taller. Like anything that you thought you could go under before, no go. It reminds me of the Robin Hood meditates where the where the wedding scene where he's coming with that big staff oh, yeah. and they go under the camera and the staff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oops, sorry. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, um, this article, that article that she's reading, it just it infuriated me. And then he's reading some of the comments, how stupid fucking people can be. Like, again, their main argument was that, why did they have to humanize Maleficent? Like, why did why can't a bad guy just be a bad guy? And, I'm, and someone wrote it, because it's boring fucking writing, yeah. if you just kind of let them be evil. Well, and not only that, I feel like it, it has a good... Now, granted, yeah, we go to movies to escape reality, but sure. I think it has a nice tie-in to reality that, guess what? Sometimes people who you think are colossal fucking assholes, maybe there's a reason they're a colossal right. fucking asshole. Like, I... I you know, and this is this is coming from me being a bitter, uh, you know, a bitter single woman. I relate it to a lot of the shit that she dealt with and why she, you know, why when she said there's no such thing as true love, I wanted to go preach it, sister. Yeah, but that's you also know? probably the reason why some people are pissed off because it does yeah. touch that moment going, oh, I came to the movie to escape. And here she is talking about how a jilted woman that she actually is. And someone's going, oh, that's hit too close to home. Now I don't like movie because you're making me face my own problems. I thought the whole message, like the moral of the story, actually was better impacted than Sleeping Beauties. Mm. I agree. Because because it can be, in a way, it can be applied to real life. You're not walking yeah. out 
you know and and disney did this a lot when i was a kid and i think now they're starting to get away from that a little bit because Mm -hmm. it's old hat you know that idea of oh you know something happens to princess she needs prince charming yeah and they they said it perfectly in sex in the city you know you're sitting there waiting for a prince to come and rescue you what if you have to rescue yourself? What if that's right. the moral of this whole story? Exactly. Like you know? that's a whole Oh well, Prince Charming. Oh, I need I need a man. <laughs> yeah, so and that article just, it cracked me up. So I'm good. I'm glad to see it cut, you know, number yeah. one two weeks in a row. Well, we watched the show on Thursday night. We were watching uh the Will Wheaton project. But oh. by the way, if you haven't seen the show on sci fi on Tuesday nights at like DVR, at DVR, least. Yeah, catch it because it's hilarious. And you know, thing, <laughs> but he made an interesting point. He goes, Well, Melissa was number one over the weekend because it was last you know weekend that he was talking about it. And he goes, It made over 170 million worldwide. So apparently, we do want to see a strong female lead. Actually, you yeah. completely fucked up that uh, joke. Guys, guys. It was, and once again, Hollywood proving that no one wants to see a, a, a positive female lead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was it. As the joke. Okay, so I, I was, I've been trying to look up exactly how many pairs she had. I can't find the original article right, yeah. that I read. But I do know how tall she was with, with everything. 6'3". Taller. Oh, how tall is she normally? Uh, you know what? I don't know how tall she is normally. Let me okay, well, how tall? I thought you would know this. No. Every time I think of Angelina, she's always on her back. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about the 40th or, slip or, you made? Or on I'm, the looking, I'm, looking, I'm looking down at her. <laughs> Angelina Jolie is 5'7". Seven. 5'7". Five seven. That's a good height for me. I like that. <laughs> okay, so there's an article here from the Hollywood Reporter, and uh, she okay. Uh, Maleficent brought her a few firsts on set. One of which was was those leather horns. She said, "I actually have to take it. I did actually have to take it very slowly." She t- told George Stephanopoulos in a Good Morning America interview that aired Thursday morning. I had on. I had two different sets of horns. So there you go. Okay. Um, I had horns that I could pop off because I kept banging into things and they were wrapped in leather. <laughs> um, and when they were wrapped in leather, I couldn't. So I was the seven and a half foot tall being with my staff and I kept getting my staff caught in my cloak. It went all, <laughs> it all went terribly wrong. And as for the prosthetic cheekbones, <laughs> kids needn't worry. It didn't hurt. There you go. So, and then she said another first uh, was helping her five-year-old daughter, Vivian Jolie Pitt, through her first on-screen role as a young Aurora. She knows that, she knows what mommy and daddy do for a living, said Jolie. I was curious. Yeah. Yeah. Noting that her, uh, noting that her daughter knew she was acting rather than simply playing around on a set. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. I always kind of wonder, like, when they do, they film kids, like, especially babies, because when you see neighbors, that kid has the best comedic timing of all fucking time. Yeah. Like there were some jokes in there that I was amazed. At how, like I would love to know how long they had to have that camera on that kid and get the kid to make that kind of facial reaction, or if they digitally manipulated through computers. Because yeah. some of those some of those pauses or those looks the kid were given were hysterical, like fucking hysterical. So I mean, so go see neighbors too. By the way, yeah, yeah I was just talking about it. So I just, I actually just googled uh, famous cinematic babies because uh, the while you were saying that, the one that popped into my mind was um, Toby from Labyrinth. Okay, um, All right. 
the the little little yeah. brother of of uh, Sarah who gets abducted by the Goblin Prince. So or the Goblin King, sorry. Um, so Toby from Labyrinth was actually Toby Froud, who is the son of the costume designer Brian Froud, who worked on the set. Um, we need a kid. I got one. So <laughs> actually, that's what he looks like now. I'll put a link to this. Why on. is he dressed like a pan? Uh, I, good question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they picked that one. Like I'm like, yeah. look, he's got horns and he's half goat. Oh boy, uh, the Goblin, <laughs> King, Goblin King really touched him. <laughs> so this uh, this article is uh, um, the you know the most famous babies. Sophia Coppola was the baby from yeah, The Godfather. Godfather. Um, Wesley Ivan Hurt was Sweet Pea from Popeye. Wow, um, they went as far back as Popeye. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Oh, wait till you see this picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what do you? Yeah. Just because you're a cute baby doesn't mean you grow up to be a cute adult. I did. Moving on. <laughs> Who else you got? Uh, from Father of the Bride Part 2. Yeah, uh, they're really Oscar scraping. from Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. They're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Oh, here w- we go. What about the baby from Three Men and a Baby? <laughs> Good question. Like, uh, I, we'll see if this one's in here. Um, <laughs> Willow, the baby from Willow. It looks like it was actually... Two babies. Oh, okay. Well, they probably did Ruth, twins a yeah, lot of times. Yeah, this was twins. Uh, Ruth and Kate Greenfield. I mean, um, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Yeah. I bet you they're the number, number one babies. Uh, let's see. Adam Robert Wharton and Jacob Joseph Wharton were Baby Bank <laughs> in Baby's Day Out. Uh, see, because they usually use twins because you get twice it. Cause you're, yeah, because of the... Because of the rules, laws. the laws. A baby can only work so many hours yeah. in a day. So that's why they usually hire twins to get twice as much f- filming time. Right. You know, hence the reason why Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen were Michelle. Right. On Full House. house. Yeah. 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 Kristen and Caitlin Hooper was Pubert Adams from Adam's Family Values. Yeah. yeah they're not really. I would, yeah. So I'm far, you have not kinda... mentioned one famous baby in a movie. I mean, well, they've been babies the in movies. One. Well, yeah. I th- I th- because the that's... whole movie was centered around. Yeah. Them. But I mean, like, as far as people going. Oh, whatever happened to that kid? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I don't, I guess baby actor. I mean, the only famous baby actors I know are Mary Kane Ashley. Yeah. yeah. You know? Because what they did after the fact. Right, yeah. yeah. They became, like, there was a countdown clock when they became 18. Oh, like, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, okay, um, another famous baby that grew up to a, well, I want to see, like, again, Jerry, uh, uh, Jerry O'Connor. He was the fat kid yeah. in... Stand, Stand by, by me. me. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but he was he was a kid. Yeah, there were kid kids. Actors, yeah. yeah, kid actors are kind of either way. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, babies they don't really focus on because they're babies. You know, it's like, yeah, hey, what happened to the money you made? Ah, mom and dad spent it. They put it in my yeah. college, you know, fund or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. a lot. It, it looks like a lot of them didn't <laughs> stay in the. You know, yeah, they, it was one time. Well, gig. I mean, Sofia Coppola. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she became a know. director. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, she stayed sort of in entertainment. In, in entertainment. Right. Um, you know, and it doesn't really see yeah, think, what yeah, Brian but, Froud's kid's doing. Yeah, now. it's because dad probably. I mean, she did do some really like um, Lost in Translations, her movie, and that's a really good movie. You know yeah. what? I got to I got to say, I did actually like Marie Antoinette. I know it. It kind of got. I don't remember seeing that one. It was the one with Kirsten Dunst. As oh, Antoinette. I did see that one. Yeah, a lot of people didn't really like it because it was it was too trippy, you know, for, yeah. for a period piece. I kind of liked it. They try to do. Didn't they try to do the uh, Knight's Tale kind of thing to it, where it was. Um, classic 
costumes with more of a modern, like, yes. vernacular. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 25% word. Vernacular. Ah, vernacular, that's what I said. Vernacular. Vernacular, vernacular. You say tomato, I always say tomato. <laughs> Either way, so say, fuck you, let me talk. <laughs> it's my words. <laughs> I'm going to make them up as I go. Uh, everyone knew exactly. Obviously, you knew what I meant because you corrected me. <laughs> and that's why I corrected you. Either way, people went, yeah, well, he was still kind of right. I knew what he was talking about. I just posted that link to our Geeksters page, so... Which yeah. one? The Famous Babies? Yeah, yeah, Famous Babies. Famous, famous Babies. Maybe. <laughs> well, everyone... You know, okay, here's a Famous Baby. Um, Jane Seymour. Mm. Supposedly was the Gerber Baby. Oh. That was actually oh. drawn... That, the, the picture of the Gerber Baby. No, you know what? That She's not the Gerber Baby. She's not? Oh! No. That's oh. Old... I just... I just heard a thing. Go to Snopes.com. That's where I'm going. Yeah, hold on. Snopes.com. That's where I'm going. Because I go always go to Snopes. Every time I see one of those stupid little, like, what am I, since we, since we are talking about Angelina Jolie, there is this thing that gets going around the internet every once in a while where it's Brad Pitt talking about his sick wife, you know, like, and it's a story about, oh, I noticed this and I noticed that. So I started bringing her flowers and I started, cheer- like, he basically, when she was sick, helped nurture back to full health for love and affection. Never once fucking said it. Okay. Never once. Oh. No. Where the hell's her name? Guys? No. Jane Seymour? No. Uh, well, actually, this is... Okay. So that adorable Gerber baby face is recognized all over the world, but the name behind the face is not widely known. In 1928, Gerber held a contest to find a face to represent a baby food advertising campaign. Artist Dorothy Hope Smith entered her simple charcoal sketch of a tousle-haired, bright-eyed cherub of a baby with uh, endearing pursed lips. In her entry, Smith noted that the, she would finish the, the sketch if she won. Where the fuck is the woman's name? Oh, here we go. Found it. Okay. In a poll taken across the United States, people speculated as to the identity of the Gerber baby. Guesses ranged from movie stars Humphrey Bogart and Elizabeth Taylor to center Bob Dole. Over the years, there have been rumors... <laughs> Are you kidding me? He, Bob Dole was still in his 30s. When Bob Dole out. was a Gerber baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, over the years, there have been many rumors of actress Jane Seymour being the Gerber baby, but mystery novelist and retired uh, English teacher Ann Turner Cook knew the correct answer. She is the Gerber baby. Oh, fuck that. Darth, I'm no, the Gerber baby. No, they, she proved that it's her. Yeah, she, how'd she prove it? Um, See this drawing that looks exactly like me. Dorothy Hope... Must make the face. Shut up and I'll tell you. <laughs> Dorothy Hope Smith, a neighbor of the Turner family, drew the portrait, and after more than 85 years, Miss Cook's sparkling eyes and adorable, curious baby face still personify the Gerber brand. Um, it doesn't say exactly how she proved it, but I was act- I just heard an article the other day. She was able to prove to the Gerber Corporation that she was the baby, and the Gerber Corporation has... That portrait actually hanging in a vault to keep it safe. A moment of those things is like some 80 year old woman walks in going, I'm the Gerber baby. Fuck you. Pay me. It's on the Gerber website. I don't care. I mean, I can believe it. So are you saying Gerber lied? Oh, no. What I'm saying is I find the, the humor in it is that after all this time, some woman walks in, slaps a picture going, see that face? That's me. Now pay me. Gerber owes me money. and I want it now. That's what I'm saying. We live in such a world where you can't just let the mystery of the Gerber baby go on. No, someone needs a paycheck. So Grandma walks in. Well, she, she did just fine though. She was a she was a novelist and an English teacher. So she's a bitch who wants more money. 
So, you know, whatever. You can be miserable and cynical all you want. I thought it was a sweet story. Of course. The thing thing I'm actually taking away is, how do you hear an article? I was listening to it on on ah, online. Okay. Someone was reading to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have somebody who just sits in a corner and reads me the news all day. Read me the news. Make it cheerful. <laughs> <laughs> what pets got adopted today? That's what I want to know. What is the weather like in San Antonio <laughs> now? <laughs> yes, ma'am. It happens to be a balmy seventy-three. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to break in real quick. So I think it was what Friday that we posted that uh, Tracy Morgan was injured. It actually injured. was Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I found an update online. Uh, the truck driver uh, has been charged in a crash that clinic clinically. Jesus. He's, he's charged. Critically for, injured. Um, he's also charged for uh, vehicle manslaughter. One count. Uh, let me see. Murder with a. They filed charges against the truck driver. They say caused the crash on Saturday. Um, where the fuck is it? Yeah. It was. It was the the. Uh, it was a Walmart truck, and they they charged yeah. him. I'm looking to yeah, see. Yeah, guy. The they... driver was from Georgia. Um. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. He turned himself in after. Like my thing is though. That they kind of like my question about that whole thing is because he had a, he turned himself in, yeah. which meant at some point he wasn't around the police when they were mm-hmm. doing the reports. Mm-hmm. Did he run from the scene or was he there and they just went, okay, it's an accident, everyone's free to go, and then when they go back to kind of figure out what happened, they might they might have done that. Then they go, um, oh, this guy's at fault. We have to arrest him because one of the comedians to die was wasn't Tracy Morgan or um it was uh, I always forget his name. Uh, Jimmy Mack, I think his name was, his stage name. Mm. I think, you know, since he passed away, they wanted to charge the guy and they actually looked at it. They were like, okay, well, you know what? He's actually now wanted for um, one count of vehicular manslaughter. All right. I found what he's being charged with. Um, It doesn't say if he left the scene. It's possible that they did, you know, say like, hey, just don't don't leave the... Don't leave town, Georgia boy. Pretty much. Um, And even if he did, he would have been extradited. So he was uh, charged with death by auto and four counts of assault by auto. Yeah. Death by auto. So what what it says is, authority said 35-year-old Kevin Roper of Jonesboro apparently failed to slow for traffic uh, ahead of uh, traffic ahead early Saturday in Cranberry Township and swerved at the last minute to avoid a crash. Instead, his big rig smashed into the back of Morgan chauffeured Mercedes limo bus, killing comedian James Jimmy Mac McNair. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and apparently the list I heard was that um, he's awake. Morgan's awake. But he broke uh, several bones, like yeah. leg, His femur, broke, yeah. ribs. Yeah. Ouch. He's, uh, be- he's been in bedridden for a few weeks. And he, um, Roper, who was the truck driver, um, has been released on $50,000 bail. Yeah. And he's been placed on administrative leave by Walmart. Of course. I wonder if a drug test is going to be uh, administered. administered. I mean, because rumor always has, and not really much of a rumor. It's kind of like a lot of those guys, because they get paid by speed as well mm-hmm. as miles. Some of them are a little bit of a meth head as they drive, you know, yeah. to keep themselves awake throughout the, the transport because they do get a bonus if they get there earlier. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, now I don't know if they've changed that over the years because I'm not a truck driver. I don't really know any truck drivers. But in the past, it was always, okay, well, if you get there before the deadline, you get a bonus. So a lot of guys would, you know, mainline, you know, coke right. or, or become yeah. meth heads and pop, you know, to get that. I got to get 100 miles in 24 hours. Woo! 
like you know that kind of well maybe if there's any truck drivers currently listening to us you know they could call in and weigh in what's our number 215 600 3284 yeah it's right there i can't see it right there yeah okay okay so if anybody wants to call in and and tell us well, you can person, remain anonymous. The one person's gonna go. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a meth head. You guys are wrong. We can, <laughs> uh, if you're a meth head and you're a truck driver, call in. <laughs> nah, I'm not a meth head. Don't mind me. I'm talking while I'm going 100 miles an hour across well, I mean, country. They, they do the whole Red Bull thing. It's not just meth. Sure. Well, it's I mean, we're talking stuff. back in the 70s and yeah. 80s. That's why I'm, I'm using that reference of old school hippie kind of. Yeah, man, just gonna drive across country and I can do it in a week. Yeah. You know, just get some hopped up with some meth. Get some lot lizards, get suckle me on the way down there. Woo! You know what a lot lizard is, don't you? No. It's a whore that hangs out in the truck driver stops, you All know, right. in the lots. All right. And they're usually not the finest looking of women. <laughs> but when you're on the road for that long, no one cares. <laughs> hey, baby. Exactly. <sighs> hey, I'll give me a hand job for $20. Well, if there's any truck drivers out that has a lot of the story that wants to share it, 215-600-3284. But make it like the, the, I want it to be the hot lot lizard story. I want it to be like the... No, I want a toilet. No, see, I want like the, the full blown, like, holy crap. This chick had no teeth in one eye. Yes. I want the holy grail, like the one that that's like, I couldn't believe it. It was like, I saw her once and she was a vision of loveliness. I, she was gorgeous. And it was awesome. And then the next day... But I was high. No. The, <laughs> the next day, she just disappeared. No one's ever seen her since. Like, she's one of those, like, ghost... You know, one of like, those like, ghost stories like on the road. Like a mermaid, you know? Yeah, like... like or like... It's people a, seen it, but it doesn't really exist. Or that story of, you know, like, I'm driving along the road, and I see a girl, and she's, you know, um, on the side of the road, car crash, she's lost. So I give her a ride home, and when I knock on the door, they say, well, she's been dead for 10 years, and I turn around, and she's gone. One of those stories. Yeah, one of those stories. Like, yeah, I had this awesome sex with this chick. She was gorgeous. When I told my friend, going, did she look like this? And called up something on the internet. Go, oh my God, that was her. Yeah, she's been dead since 1930. Like, one of those kind of stories. <laughs> That's the story I'm looking for. Or like we call it, like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I'm, we not call really, it. I'm not, we're not going to be really picky. We're just going to be like, you we'll got take whatever. We'll take it. I we would, take we get. I want that Pee Wee Herman big red story. You know, with the little <laughs> <laughs> tell him large Marge section. Large Marge section. All right. So, anything? Uh, anything else in the world of news? I mean, as far as box office news? No, no, no. That's yeah. it for the top five movies of the weekend. Of course, we did have a. Uh, we did remake Thursday on our movies. Did we want to? Oh that yeah, that's true. Yeah, Ed and I we did a double feature of uh, remake uh, remake movies. We watched Red Dawn and we watched RoboCop. Well, RoboCop, I was specifically bringing RoboCop over to him to watch because mm-hmm. he didn't, didn't see it. And Red Dawn, I've had in my collection for a while, and I haven't gotten around. That's one with uh, Lee, oh, Chris Helmsworth in it, yeah. and uh, what do you call it? The kid Petra or whatever the fuck his name is from the Hunger Games, and one of the cruise uh, kids, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman's adopted son, mm-hmm. Connor Cruise. He's in it, and the chick who played Wonder Woman in the, the really the pilot, yes, uh, Adrian Padalecki. Yes, yeah, she's in it, and not bad. Yes, wasn't a bad movie. The ending kind of I didn't like. Right, it ended on an up note. 
Spoiler. It's spoiler. Because my talk. Ta- <laughs> no, no, Because no. my dad and I, we were in Best Buy today, and I was like, hey, we saw that. And I watched that son, uh, Thursday night, and I'm, he's like, how was it? And I was like, I didn't like it. It ended on an up note. And he's like, I, he's like, I hated the original because it didn't. It, there was no up note. I'm like, yeah, well, that was the beauty of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> War sucks. Fucking deal with it. Like, this one was all like patriotic and shit. It was like, <laughs> come on. There was a holy. There was one good holy shit moment. Yeah. But I think that's because the person who that it happened to wasn't famous yet. Yeah. When the movie was filmed, you know, <laughs> like when the movie was all done in post production, it was like, I don't know if this movie will sell. Let's put it on a shelf. And then this movie came out. And made this person a household name, mm-hmm. and they went, "We have a movie that we haven't put out yet with him in it." Here, and then, yeah, and You're not gonna give the actor's name. No, <laughs> let him go find out for themselves. All right, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a hint. The guy wields a hammer. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Erica actually has to think I about know, it. I know exactly who it is, and I was trying to come up with something witty, oh. and nothing was coming. So I'm gonna stop. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, we only have three hours. We, yeah. we can't wait for your witty comment. I mean, Tim I, Allen? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, I thought... Okay, I was still waiting for that witty comment. I, I mean, I thought the movie was enjoyable. Yeah, the movie don't was, wait. The movie was enjoyable, but it wasn't like... I wasn't blown away by it. Mm-hmm. I actually preferred the original. Yeah. It's one of, it was one of those kind of like... I mean, I wasn't mad that they remade it. I wasn't mm-hmm. like, this movie should never have been remade. It was a, a decent remake, but yeah. the ending to me was too upbeat. I was like, fuck you, it never would happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of old movies, I I spent all day Saturday watching um, Indiana Jones. It's one of those movies. Yeah, I don't. I mean, well, it, it was one of those movies that you know I kind of sat there going, "Why did it take me so fucking long to watch this?" It, well, it was the fourth one. You make you know, it was Indiana Jones and the, and the yes. Crystal Skull. And I, I I watched the last twenty minutes of it. That was it because I I knew it was a terrible movie. I don't know one person on the face of the planet who liked that movie. So I was the, like the best eh. the best way anybody who's ever seen who's never seen the fourth one, which I'd be surprised. Best way to sum it up is you ever see that that meme of the guy who with the big funky hair. Oh yeah, yeah be, aliens, aliens. Like that's kind of. <laughs> that, I thought some, of that yeah. too. At the end, I'm sitting there going, "Really? Yeah, at the really? end, it's aliens." But I can just see, you know, what do you call it? If you want to spoil it, just have the picture of the poster, Indiana Jones <laughs> and the Crystal Skull, and right underneath the guy just saying, "Aliens." aliens. <laughs> I, I'm so, sitting there going, "I want those 20 minutes back." <laughs> like yeah. everything, it was from I think like nine in the morning until like five o'clock. Was the first three? Yeah, and I'm sitting there going, "All right, this is this is good. I'm 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 digging it." And then Crystal Skull comes on. I'm like, eh, "I'm gonna go make dinner." Yeah, <laughs> I, I, oh. yeah. That's God, when I rough. that's when I I, I was working she, on my she, homework. She says twenty minutes. We're like an hour and a half. I, within the <laughs> first, hours, but in the first twenty minutes of the movie, I was like in the theater going. Oh, this does not feel right. Well, that's just, the thing. I that's... knew I knew it was a terrible movie, so that's why I was kind of like, eh, whatever, you know. And I, I was flipping around. I was working on my homework, like I was doing a million yeah, other you, things. It was the background music. Yeah. So I flipped it back to to the channel to see what was coming because I, I forget what was coming on next, but it was something I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'll watch whatever comes on after Crystal sure. Skull. And it was like the last twenty minutes. So I'm like, ah, fuck it, you know, maybe I should just watch it just to say I've seen yeah. it. Not worth it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> it was not I, worth it. Tell it all. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I remember. I remember not Dad like and I it. sitting there watching it, and I'm like, "All right, it's Indiana Jones. Yes, finally, fucking all right." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, okay." Wait, nuclear bomb? What? 
Like I thought they were, like I at one point in time I thought they were going to kill off Harrison Ford's character. Yeah. yeah. And because it is kind of a Shia LaBeouf movie. Like cuz he's supposed to be the son of Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. And you're like, "What? Refrigerator? N- n- nuke? What the fuck?" I, I literally was just, at that moment I looked at my dad I was like, "Oh no." Like I just had this sinking feeling like I'm watching history implode on itself. <laughs> You know, it was just, I'm like, what? I mean, I didn't care about the whole aliens thing. I'm like, all right, you know what? The time frame that's Crystal Skull, that's the rumor of mm-hmm. the Crystal Skull. The history behind the Crystal Skull is that it's alien technology, blah, blah, right, blah. Right. Like, I get it. But when you when you spent three movies dealing with more mystical mm-hmm. right. to actually kind of go to outer space for the like this one, it was like, oh, you couldn't have done something just a little bit more like grounded yeah. as, as kooky stay, as it's stay in that sort of that sort of occult yeah. you know because and here's the thing like, yeah, what, true. while also, I'm watching this okay number one I want to state for the record the only redeeming quality that Crystal Skull had was that they brought back Marion Ravenwood well, I did not like Willie at all I wanted to punch her in her blonde face through that whole movie which oh in uh, uh, Temple Doom yeah well, that, I yeah, that. couldn't stand that bitch. Uh, what do you call it? Mrs. Spielberg? Yes. Ugh. The only reason you're here, you're banging the director. Yeah. Pretty much. But... Oh, okay, short round. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> but that aside, that was that was the only thing I, that was like half redeeming. director too. What do you think too? Like, okay, you know what? Fuck you. In the fourth movie, where the fuck was he? Yeah. I mean, okay, you well, yeah, that's yeah. Thing, like, I'll, I'll, like, he wasn't short so... around anymore. I'm a big around. See, <laughs> look at my wang. He, 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 go, he goes from short round to long duck dong from sixteen candles. <laughs> I uh, short around and no more. Indiana Jones, you no time for love, Doctor Jones. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, but a lot of those characters weren't. I mean, like, like the love interest. There was well, all those, you know, there were three different ones in each movie. I, I do kind of feel like those those characters in those movies fit that idea of the serials during that time, and that's yeah. that's what really all those movies are is an homage to those kind of serials mm. that you know mm-hmm. Spielberg and Lucas grew up on. Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of like all right, new a new adventure. You need a new female. You know, a new damsel. Which in okay, that, that's fine. You but know, I was... mean, because that, that I mean that happens in James Bond films. Sure. Like, that happens in a lot of different films. Sure, I get that. But she was but loud she and was... annoying. Oh. And... I'm like Andy! you. She was about as useful as a flashlight without batteries. Andy. Well, she was so. Oh, I broke a nail. The whole, Shut up. The whole comic relief bit, you know, city girl thrown into, Ugh. you know, pandemonium of the of India. You wouldn't fare. I wouldn't fare well. I'd be like, oh my God, I cracked it now. Oh my God. You know? I, I mean, yeah. though, Indiana Jones and Temple Doom, first movie to get a PG 13 rating. Hmm. They created the PG 13 solely because of that movie. Because Spielberg said, I would not let my, you know, my 13 year old kid mm-hmm. go see that movie, this movie. And they were like, well, because of the whole heart ripping out scene, yeah, they thought yeah. it was too graphic and too violent. So, yeah. hence the PG thirteen movie in America was created. Oh, but that that gets back to the the point I was trying to make before. the The thing that I thought was interesting about the movies is that <clears throat> up until that point, yes, they dealt with the occult, but it was done in a way that I kind of felt like there could be scientific explanations for everything that happened. 
Um, you know, like it could well, no, be. I'm, I'm questioning. Do you don't think or not aliens, everything? Aliens no, aren't scientific. I'm trying to. I your... felt like it was too like the aliens. I felt was too much of a stretch to try. The holy grail was it? <laughs> <laughs> no. well, and that's the thing. Like I mean, I'm watching it. You, you know, okay. You. I guess I know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say yeah, that, like, that, that the stuff that was dealing the first three movies seemed to be kind of based on it was plausible yeah it was all plausible mythology yeah Yeah. and like okay so i'm you know as i'm watching a scene where they're choosing the chalice i'm like in reality if they wanted to kill these people you know like now granted that you know the guy crumbling into dust like yeah it's probably not the way it's going to happen but it could (laughs) have hypothetically poorly (laughs) if yeah if if he's choosing the wrong chalice like maybe they they coded the inside of all the the fake grails with like a poison or something and the same with the you know the the you know when they're forcing them to drink the blood like it's spiked with something you fill in your own you fill in gaps of logic with your own scientific Mm -hmm. rationale yeah like they're versus just kind of believing in the myth of the holy grail yeah you rather take the scientific approach go Okay, you have I mean, all I tend to do gals. that. I tend to do that anyway. Like, I, I always think, like, okay, is it, is it, you know, something that would fall under magic, you know? And yeah, these these totally could. But you know, in my mind, because he's coming from a scientific background, he's an archaeologist. You know, he's come from the scientific background, and he's he's you know chasing these these different artifacts. It. For me, I, I was kind of filling in those blanks, you know, with the science, you know, the scientific rationale. Like now, a movie like Maleficent, I'm not trying to do that because I'm, I'm looking at it going, it's magic. Well, yeah. Plus, also you they know. kind of they do set up fairy tale world. Yes. I mean, they, they like I said, in the first five minutes of the movie, you know what world you're in, and the story that you're being told mm-hmm. is not the story that you remember. Yeah. Or were told as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fine. But like with the indie series, it's like, like okay, the first movie, the Ark of the Covenant based upon a real actual thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the second one, uh, Temple of Doom, I don't even remember. It was, I don't even, he wasn't really, I gotta be honest, he really wasn't looking for anything, was he? He just came across. Yeah, well, he, he wanted to help those people out. Yeah, that was the, the only reason right. he was there to help. He, he was in the plane. There was no big. He was trying to escape from when he was, right. you know, in, the Middle East, I think it was not Middle East, the uh, Japan or, or uh, Bangkok, I think. Bangkok, right. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where he meets the blonde. Yeah, you know, Kate Capshaw. Yeah, you know, so yeah, so like him, be, that seemed to be kind of a of like there. Yeah, it was just basically child slavery, bad Indiana Jones kind mm-hmm. of save everything. So there was no archaeological find for him to go after. Yeah, the third movie was the the Holy Grail, which again plausible thing because mm-hmm. everyone throughout time believes that. Christ walked the earth, mm-hmm. Carpenter, Cup, Holy Grail, hell, even Muddy Python made a movie about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I understand, like, that whole, like, without the, you know, to me, it's also my favorite movie out of the, out of the four. The whole, like, the Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Junior! <laughs> my favorite movie. And you know Two what? of my favorite actors of the entire It planet. was really good, because I'm sitting there listening to Sean Connery going, I could listen to this man read me the phone book, and yeah. I would be happy. <laughs> so, Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, but the fourth one, I mean, I know the Crystal Skull is based upon some mythologies, mm-hmm. but I've never actually, and I'm using the air quotes because... Now, the mythology that they thought it'd be a good movie. 
<laughs> uh, well, they couldn't do Lost City of Atlantis because that was a video game. Yeah, the Fate of Atlantis. Yeah, that, I, I was kind of hoping for that. I really, really? Was, yeah, yeah. I'm like, so what was a video game? Who cares? Yeah, who, actually, who played the video game? It was in the 1980s. Yeah, but there's so many. Well, yeah, like you... like you know, archaeological finds that you know were were if, mythologies and stories within human history that they could have gone after. They could have gone after. You know, the lighthouse at Alexandria or, you know, Atlanta, you know, they could have gone after Atlantis. Or, I mean, there's a million things they could have gone after. Yeah. Stargate, Indiana Jones and the Stargate of Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get, sure, why not? Get off my Stargate. <laughs> 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 All right, so we take a break, we come back and uh, get to Life Universe and everything with Erica. Sounds good. And right. hopefully we'll have a special guest. All right, All right. so tune in, folks. Hang in there. We'll be right back. And we're back. Yeah. Yeah, so I hope we enjoyed. Hope we enjoyed. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed it. Did you enjoy I it? I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you enjoyed it. The first hour. Or probably hour 15. No, it was an hour and five. Yeah. Around there. We're getting better with time. Yeah. <laughs> At least I am. <laughs> <laughs> Ed's Mr. Strict Rules. I gotta have it within an hour. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Let's just have fun. Yay! We're on the radio. We're listening. We're right now going through someone's head. Hi! Booker, booker, booker. Wandering around going, hey, you got some nice space in here. Hey. Can this be like my man cave? I'm just going to put a big screen TV up here, a little PS4, maybe an Xbox One. <laughs> Which you never brought up, you know, during the show. Well, you know what? I'll bring it up in part three. There you go. <laughs> teasing, teasing part three and end the part one. Because I'm, I'm just a maniac like that. I'm a crazy man. But maniac sounds better. <laughs> I'm always worried about my words, Ed. What words? Any of them. Oh, okay. Because I'm not smart. <laughs> so, yeah, kids, um, geeks and geekettes, if you enjoyed this fine radio program... You can catch part two very shortly. Pretty much right after you get done part one, you should be uploading part two. There you go. Because you need to know what we're talking about part two. Because in part two, we talk a little sexified. Yeah. Not really. We talk about cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Ed's that like. I'm stunned. Stunned. He's <laughs> appalled and shocked. We have Chrissy from Itsy Bitsies yeah. come in, Erica's friend and the friend of the show. To talk about um, help Erica with her life, the universe, and everything with Erica, and it deals with cosplay. Yes. So for those people who may not be fans of cosplay, here you get to little learn a little something. Yeah. If you have friends who are cosplayers, you know, lead them in the general direction of our show because this is a topic that kind of encompasses male and female cosplayers as a whole, and we found it kind of interesting and yes. funny and, and intuitive. Yes. Oh, oh, 25,000 words. 25,000 words. I've been reading my thesaurus. <laughs> I think because people are listening to my voice, I must sound educated. I don't think they think that. Nah, at all. not a clue. It's like, hey, look, another idiot. But he's funny, so let's keep listening. What words are going to fuck up now? <laughs> So, yeah, um, so tune in for part two where we talk cosplays. 
And if you want to contact Sean on anything we've talked about, you can contact at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to contact Ed, you can contact him at Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Erica at Erica at wordswithgeeks.com. Is Erica what carry? <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. Yeah. I felt like I had to because it, it was thrown up in the air. Like, oh. <laughs> but again, if you're listening to this fine program, you've probably caught it on wordswithgeeks.com or iTunes. Or maybe on one of those other spots where in our About Us page, you can find us. Find us. Yeah. Or um, go to our Geeksters, well, not or, but go to our Geeksters page and like us. And also there, I'll show you if you click on the About, where else you can find us, not just on iTunes or Mm awardswithgeeks.com. We're pretty much spreading like a virus. (laughs) (laughs) We're like cancer. We're like cancer. (laughs) We're the good kind. We're like the gamma radiation of fun. There you go. You're saving that one, haven't you? Uh, no, it just came to me like that. Uh, you want to hulk out on humor? We're your gamma radiation for fun. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> I like it. Just go on top of my head. I'm quick like that, Ed. I'm quick like that. <laughs> so, again, go to our Geeksters page in Facebook and like us. Or if you want to catch us live, you can catch us on Sunday nights from 7 to whenever the fuck we feel like it. <laughs> 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iHeartRadio, iTunes Radio, and tune in. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. Or if you're on the go and you don't have time to download, you can stream us live on your mobile app. That's right. Hey, well, right. What's that mobile app again, Ed? Wordswithgeeks.com. Really? Yes. Just Words with Geeks. Wow. <laughs> We're in the future. <laughs> <laughs> the future, you said. Right now, someone's looking at their phone. That's exactly how I'm listening to you right now, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Boop, 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 boop. It's your mother calling. Call us more often. You never call. You never write. I love you, son. I love you, da-da. <laughs> Why do I sound like the 40s? Yeah, say. You'll never catch me alive. Come on. Sure, sure. Turn in the geeks, see. <laughs> and on that note. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Boo! Boo! <laughs>